Welcome to Criminal Gines, a comedic true crime watch-along podcast where we watch Criminal Minds, all 15 seasons, and discuss the true crime that can be linked, however indirectly, to the episode. We're your hosts, Stacey Johnson and Veronica Shea, and this week we're joined by Megan Ostrike in discussing Season 1, Episode 21, Secrets and Lies. Welcome to the show. I hate everything about this. What? About the Listen, Swifties. Not everybody knows the worst thing about them. I know the worst thing about myself. It's my Taylor Swift hysteria. Correct. Straight What's the help. worst thing about me? I'm not playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. Stacey's like, not doing it. Megan's like, I got a list. Hold on. I got a list. <laughs> How spicy do we want this to be? I Welcome to the, the show, Megan. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. So we're doing episode 21, Secrets and Lies. So we'll just jump right in. We open on a scared woman running with her kids. And there's a dude and he was like, let's go. You have to trust me one more time. And he whisks him away in his car. And then he goes home and he's attacked. And he's like, you'll never find her. And then there was a very intense interrogation where not a lot of things were asked, but a lot of fists were thrown. They shoot him in the mouth and they leave a note making it look like a suicide. And then Gideon's at work and he makes a call and he's like, hey, our friend is dead. Call me. And then a deputy director of the CIA comes to see Gideon. And we find out that Gideon has met with the dead guy, John Summers, who was a non-official cover agent. And he had just met with him like a few days prior and had signed him off as fit for duty. And actually that Gideon has kind of been moonlighting as like the psychologist for this whole anti-terrorism unit. And And when when they said the thing of like, did you know you were being recorded? And Gideon was like, I acted like I I was, I was aware. I'm like, Gideon, he's just, he's just like, I assumed I was. I assumed it. (laughs) I was like, Gideon's always looking. Really love the the word moonlighting that you use. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. So he's done psychological profiles on everyone in that unit. The CIA Mm -hmm. guy was like, Mm -hmm. only my team knows he was CIA. And we think one of them had him killed. We have a mole. And then you get my favorite line of the episode. Veronica, can you guess which one it was? Um, No. When I believe her name is Garcia. Oh, yeah. Given access. Oh, my God. Yes. And she goes, this means we can actually find out if Princess Diana's death was an accident. There it is. (laughs) So the team goes to Langley, except for Garcia and JJ who hang back because Garcia is on a list. And it's probably that kind of psychotic behavior that has her on the list, which isn't true. We actually do find out later why she's on this list. Why is she on the list? Her backstory is that she was a... Spoiler alerts. Spoilers for future episodes. (laughs) That she was a young hacker and she hacked the FBI and they offered her a job. Oh. So she is obviously a national security threat. But they also gave her complete access in her cubicle to the CIA mainframe. So this is on them. Yeah, it's really on them. They give a general profile about the type of person that the CIA, the CIA looks for. So basically profiling the type of spy and that this specific person will have turned their back on everything they pledged loyalty to, which would be a big deal for this kind of a person. Uh, we see the video of Gideon meeting with Summers the few days before he was killed. And now we narrow it down to one of three senior agents or the deputy director, right? So there's four people. They list off their impressively smart credentials before Gideon then reminds everyone that spies are like really smart. 
each team member takes a different guy. Reed and his guy kind of actually hit it off. Morgan hits on his counterpart who's super angry with Gideon because his psych exam took her out of the field because he had said that like one day there will come a time where she won't be able to follow orders. And then Elle decides to come at her counterpart like a fucking wrecking ball in the middle of a bullpen asking her- I came in like a wrecking ball. You are all thinking it. I said it. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate you, you taking that for the team. Oh my God. Um, she talks about how she was abducted overseas on a mission and she was like, were you raped? What did they do to you? And I'm like, ma'am, there are people watching. Like, is what Elle is the one happening? who looks like Susan Sarandon? Um, she looks a lot like Susan Sarandon's daughter from the movie yeah. Saved. Oh. Yeah. She's, is that her? I hate her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, is she not there for a long time? Cause Correct. I didn't recognize her. She's from only the there two for a good time. Episodes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a good then, one. That is that is she bounce and then we get Patrick Brewster? Correct. She will oh, leave mm-hmm. in about four episodes, I think. Oh. From yours, we should start doing a countdown. We should I'll tune back in. Fucking hater. Um, She's aggressive. She just came in guns a blazing. I was like, how are you going to get any response? Yeah, cor- correct. She's and again, it's not the actress's fault. I really do want to go and say that because it's. It's definitely the show. It's the writing. It's a, not a good female character. Mm. And they're like, we need to... And it's almost... Ugh, I wish they had just like written her like a man as opposed to writing someone who has to compete with men. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate Elle. So anyway, Elle's counterpart goes to look some stuff up and is killed at Langley. Big to do. So they round up the three other spies to tell them this news. And they go through all the spies and each has a good reason to be the mole, right? Garcia finds out that John Summers ordered his own psych evaluation with Gideon. So we go back to the tape and reevaluate every line that has ever been said. They come to realize he has put this woman and her kids, because that's what we're doing. We are racing to find these people before the woman's husband can, and also before they run out of food and water, I guess. I don't know. Summers has put them in a shipping container at the docks. Morgan and his counterpart, who is named... What was it, Megan? Gina. Gina. So Morgan and his counterpart, Gina, go to get them. The deputy director orders her to shoot the Saudi bad guy once they save the mom and the kids. He cuts the feed for her to kill the guy in privacy and gunshots ring out. Morgan's like, we have a situation here, people. But spoiler, she didn't kill him. She did prove that the deputy director is the mole, which Gideon and Hotch obviously had already figured out. And the Saudi Mm -hmm. guy is taken into custody and Gideon takes the deputy director's gun. He's taken into custody by the CIA and he's killed in a quote unquote car accident or so the papers report. And that's our episode. A lot happened in that episode. A lot. And it was intense. This whole show was very intense. You know, there's a common theme with all of our guests who come on. One, that they've never seen Criminal Minds before. And two, that this is a very intense show. Yep. But Megan, you love SVU. I love SVU. I love Mindhunter. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) How, I don't understand how this, it's a CBS show. Yeah. It's for the flyovers. Like, how is this so intense? It's, it was intense. It was really intense. You're so ridiculous. This was your first ever? Well, I've seen, I, I do a thing where if I love an actor, I'll go through and watch things they've done. So I've seen the Evan Peters episode and the Anton oh. Yelchin episode. Both um, great episodes. So yeah. I was aware of a little bit of what the show was. Um, this was my first Mandy Patinkin episode. You actually got a good Mandy Patinkin episode because a lot of times he's unhinged. Oh, in a way that yeah. is I know we have trouble. differing opinions on Mandy Patinkin. I'm a fan. Yeah. I was. 
No, but there's ones where he's like breaking into homes without warrants and shit. Like, oh, he's like wild yeah, he's, behavior. He's taking names. They wrote him weird, like super wild behavior. But the uh-huh. Evan Peters episode is it's the Mosley Lane episode for any Criminal Minds fans. One of the darker ones for sure. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. but of course it is. It's Evan Peters. Yeah, but yeah, and and as. I was watching this episode. I just kept recognizing faces from other shows because I do that with everything I watch. It's just, I couldn't stop calling the the main guy that she doesn't shoot, but we think she might shoot, Abu Nazir, because he's from Homeland over and over again. I was like, Abu oh. Nazir. Amazing. So he Same. and Mandy Patinkin would go on to work together? On Homeland, yeah. And he's the main baddie on that. But this oh, did yeah. feel very much like the... The post 9-11 version of there's a mole in the CIA. Yeah, it was very... Because usually when we get like moles st- and a lot of CIA stuff, we're in Cold War era, yeah. which is oh. very... Fu- yes, your favorite. You know I love the Americans, which, yeah, that's I think probably my favorite mole stuff is KGB. But yeah, it's the most interesting for sure. It feels less uh, racially motivated in its portrayals too. So I think that's... Yes, it, yeah. That's helpful, yeah. I think, um, for sure. But this more this uh, episode, we got a lot of Morgan, more than some past ones. So let's do our gimme more. Gimme, gimme more. Um, we rate them from one to five. Megan, one to five helpings of Shamar, understanding he's always a ten, so okay. he has to have his own scale. It's very toothy. This this photo you sent. He's he has very good teeth. He's very uh, chiclet teeth. They're like very perfect. Yes. He has beautiful. I think they're capped. Probably. Did you ever see the photo that Paget Brewster posted while she was getting her veneers done? And it was like little baby teeth that she had. Because they like saw them down. Yeah. It's supposed to hurt so bad. I don't ever want to do it. I have a dentist friend that's like, don't do veneers. They can come loose. Like you have to have a really good person do them. Yeah. Okay. So, Stacey, do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give this one a four. Okay. Right out the gate. It's the first time that we really see him smile in one of our photos like this, you know? Yeah. And I just, he's got really good teeth. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He's very good. Really good teeth. Dental I'm going to give him a four. All right. Four out of how many was it? Five. Five. Wow. Yeah. Megan, do you want to go or you want me to go? You go ahead. Okay, I'm also going to give him a four. I do like that he's smiling. I didn't like that he automatically was like, I'm going to hit on this woman to get information. I mean, although I guess if you have it, use it. But still, it was a little lazy. Like, this is a spy. And as Gideon said, they're like, really smart. So be better. So a four. Yeah, I love this. Um, and then was he hitting on Gina? Is that Gina, who? yeah. So I, I wanted to double check before I said what I was going to say. So I, I would say I'll, I'll give it a three. Because okay. similarly, I was like, he looks like he's really listening. He's really focused. And I like that. The smile, it's all good. But he's hitting on this woman who, in my mind, is a lesbian because she was a lesbian on ER. Yeah, she's married um, to a woman who's busy saving lives. So how dare he get in the way of this? <laughs> yeah. And make these assumptions that she'd even be interested. Yeah. Fair but, enough. I mean... He does have a certain sparkle, so I can't take too I mean, much from him. But yeah, maybe three teeth. and a half just because of the, the sparkly teeth. But. <laughs> the teeth. The though. teeth. Doing a lot of work. Oh my gosh. Yeah, great. That was a pretty good one. Pretty good. Give me more. What about you? Him. I did a four. Oh, God. I have a theory that Stacy doesn't listen half the time, and I think we just proved it. <laughs> 
<laughs> if she's looking at the photo, how is she supposed to? I was looking at the photo literally this, this whole time. I'll show you. I was just like, wow, he's got really good teeth. She's just lost wow. in that I was sparkle. into it and I was like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, people are talking. God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> you want me to answer? Yes. No. no, I don't think I'm emotionally ready for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. So this this week, our case is about Aldrich Ames, who infamously was a CIA mole during the Cold War. I Yes, Megan, I asked you to be on this episode specifically because of your undying Obsession love. with the Americans? <laughs> Obsession is a good word with Mm -hmm. the Americans. And I've actually talked about it before in episode two, because we were talking about Kristen, who, you know, one of her safe words, her current safe word is Rossetti from, yes, from Boardwalk Empire. And I was saying that that scene in season two with Rossetti on the beach. So no spoilers for that one was one of two visceral reactions. And you have many visceral reactions to TV and movies. So many, but I don't in that way. And I've only had two. And one was the beach scene with Rossetti in Boardwalk Empire, where I started like hyperventilating. And at the end of season one in the American, Americans, where I was like cold flop sweat during the chase. Yeah. Oh, it is so good. Ugh, Tommy Schlamy, what a dream of a director. But don't so laugh good. at Tommy. I just can't hear the name and not giggle. Tommy Schlamy. <laughs> he's the best. Sacrilege. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's, a hero. he's got a silly name. But I yes. can't say anything. I have a silly name. You have a Megan? violent name. Mm-hmm. Megan? My Ostrike. last strike. Ostrike. Oh, fair. Which I say O-strike because it's too German sounding if I say it. It's too aggressive. It's too death campy, you know? There's Reich right in there. It's It's a cross to bear. Mm -hmm. It's too much. It's not great. It's not good. But yeah, so Aldrich Ames was one of four moles during this time. And one of the top, I don't even know what the word would be, uh, informers, I guess. One of the top informants Mm. at the time. Which was unfortunate for us. Did we win the Cold War? Did the Cold War ever like that's why I don't understand about the Cold War. Yeah. That's my question. There's Mm. some I think Ronald Reagan would argue Yeah. That we did, but I think everyone won because we nobody avoided nuclear (laughs) war. Yes. So I think it's a win for everybody. Okay. So Aldrich Ames was uh, or is he's still alive is a former cia counterintelligence officer convicted of espionage on behalf of the soviet union and russia in 1994 was when he was convicted he's currently serving a life sentence without possibility in indiana which feels like yeah that's a punishment enough yeah has anybody ever been to indiana and like enjoyed it i think the people who live there probably that's fair i drove right through us He actually compromised more classified CIA assets than any other officer until Robert Hansen, who was finally arrested in 2001. So they were two of the four um, that I was talking about. So yeah, Uh, he was born in Wisconsin. And his dad actually worked for the CIA, Aldrich Ames. His dad worked for the CIA and was posted to Southeast Asia for three years. But he got negative performance reviews there because of his problem with alcoholism. So he spent the remainder of his career at Langley, which is CIA headquarters in Virginia. During high school, Ames's summer job was also at the CIA as like a records analyst. And then he went- They let you do that? I was shocked. I was like, what? I was just Randoms working at my mom's law firm. 
Yeah. Right. Because, you know, I would just be like that teenager in like the records being like, ooh, what happened on this case? It, like reading literally everything. I have a feeling sure you wouldn't get cleared to work there. Probably. Although his job was kind of to read everything. He was a records analyst and he was the one who would like stamp things stamp? as classified or declassified or whatever for filing. Oh. I wonder if he, he read something that like turned him. He was reading those files and he got radicalized. <laughs> I mean, what would have uh, like that's in the 60s, early f- late 50s. I think he was working there. So that's like what? World War II? St- I mean, I mean, post Manhattan like, right Project. Of all that. Oh, that's true. MK A lot of people died. Okay. Well, you know, let's not dwell on the negative. Post JFK. I mean, I would bet. Maybe he knows. <laughs> I need oh, to ask Alter Games. We have what did you, you can you can write to him. He's still alive. So he went to college in Chicago and he was gonna study like foreign affairs and languages, but ultimately was like too into the drama program or something. But he stopped going in like sophomore. Alter Games is a theater kid? He's a theater kid. <laughs> Aldrich Ames, you would have loved Glee. Probably did. I like yeah, to imagine now that Aldrich Ames is watching Glee in prison. Yes, absolutely. Do you think he hates Rachel Berry as much as the rest of us? I think Probably. he thinks that Rachel Berry is misunderstood. Yeah, he is Rachel Berry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So he didn't finish his sophomore year of college and went back to work at the CIA for the summer as like a painter and laborer. And then he went back to Chicago for two years uh, because he accepted a job as an assistant technical director at a theater there. <laughs> That's so, fantastic. So weird. So he was so there. Aldrig, so Aldrich Ames is, if he had just got accepted to art school, like Hitler, his, yeah. if he had just. Cur- yeah, cur- if it, Hitler was just better if at Hitler art. Hitler was just better at art. If Aldrich Ames just was cast in anything. Anything. <laughs> oh my God. Aldrich Ames is a Hitler. Oh God. I think he wishes he had that kind of following. He okay. would have killed it on Instagram. Aldrich. <laughs> He would have. Okay, so he was in Chicago doing that until 1962. And then he went back to the CIA CIA working full time, but basically doing the same thing he was as a high school student. But like, my question is, I didn't realize the CIA was like a fallback career kind of a a place. Like he just kept going back to it. It's like, well, I guess the way that I am hearing it when you're when you're saying it is that his dad did this and so i guess if it's like like for me my parents are lawyers so it was always like well i guess i could just be a lawyer if this doesn't work that's yeah. true so that's for always him the it's fallback just well, be i guess i'll just do what my dad does yeah work for the cia i mean <laughs> so he was there doing that clerical job for like five years and he finished his bachelor's degree at george washington and he had studied history and i guess he didn't really plan on having a career with the agency but he had Okay, so there, there's a grading system there that I'm not entirely sure about, but like when he entered at the CIA, yeah, you he was a GS. A no, you're like le- pretty much. You're like leveled in. So he was a GS three, and I think it's your security clearance, right? Mm. So he was a GS three, mm. and after his five years and getting his bachelor's degree, he had moved up to a GS seven and had received. What's the cap? I don't know, Stacy. Give me a second. Here we go. He's really climbing the ladder. Right. And he had received good performance reviews and he was accepted into the career trainee program there. So he was like, I guess I'll do that. But he, like his dad, also had a problem with alcohol. And he had even had to the point where he had like a couple interactions with the police because of it. But he met and married another CIA officer, Nancy, in 1969. 
When we went to the moon. Okay. When we went to the moon. Okay. I have some information. Great. So a GS7 is actually like it's a pay grade scale. So it doesn't necessarily have to do with clearance, but employees with bachelor's degrees hired under a specific internship program start at a GS7. And then you kind of like work your way up from there. And a GS7 is technically considered like an entry level position. Okay. I guess no degree entry. Oh, High school, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> loser. He started CIA at level loser. And <laughs> level. <laughs> don't talk to him. But you. Okay. Within the GS scale, promotions between grades, like a promotion from a GS6 to a GS7, come from advancing up the career ladder associated with a position or by moving to a job higher, starting your pay grade than your current GS grade. So it's just a pay scale. Okay. And you can go up to a GS-15. 15. Okay. There we go. All right. Anyways. Great. So after his trainee program, he was assigned to Ankara, Turkey, where he successfully infiltrated and he was going there to like turn Soviets into spies, basically. Or was he? I mean, but he successfully infiltrated a communist organization there, and he was targeting these intelligence officers, the Soviet intelligence officers, for recruitment. But his performance review was only rated satisfactory, which like pissed him off. And he actually thought about leaving the agency just because of that, which like just do better. Like, I don't know. So in 72... I don't know. I was thinking about like old performance reviews that I've had, which were probably warranted like satisfactory, but I know I'm like self-righteous and I'm like, no, fuck you guys. I do my job. Great. I'm going to quit. Same. That's probably what he was feeling. I've never been giving a satisfactory review before in my life. So always in the negatives, just a big old (laughs) negative. In 1972, he returned to Langley and spent four years in the Soviet East European Division. Mm. He had good performance reviews because it turns out he was better at paperwork and planning operations than recruiting people. But still, he was like drinking excessively. And that was noted Mm. in his reviews. So four years later, 76, he's assigned to New York and he has to handle two important Soviet assets. His Performances were rated excellent, and he received lots of promotions and bonuses at this time, and was even ranked above most operations officers in his pay grade. But it was also noted that he was a procrastinator and didn't have an attention for detail, which led to two kind of big security violations, one of which was leaving a briefcase of classified information on the subway. Oh, buddy. He just, like, forgot it. Oh, He's just cool. like, oh, buddy. Whoopsies. So in 1981, he was assigned to Mexico City, but his wife remained in New York. Um, It should be said that she actually wasn't an officer at the time when they moved to Turkey because they don't allow officers. She wasn't an active officer anyway. They don't allow married officers to be working out of the same office. Oh. So I don't know why i guess because you would put your spouse above your work if it like came down to it i don't know but uh okay so he's in mexico city his wife is in new york now he's getting mediocre evaluations because he is soups drunky drunk just drinking all the time and he had multiple affairs while in mexico city he was living it up 
and he even married one of the affairs, Maria del Rosario Casas. So good old Maria. She was a deputy. Wait, is that her a name? Cultural. Yeah, she was a cultural attache in the Colombian embassy. I don't know why I wrote deputy. Is that her last name? I don't know. Maria del Rosario Dupi. Casas. Dupi. Oh, autocorrect my notes. Oh, how funny. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is that? Maria. She is a cultural attache in the Colombian embassy. Yes, Stacey. Yeah. And And a CIA informant. And she was a CIA informant. And they had a child and he didn't report his romance to his superiors. And I also don't know how he got married to two people at the same time. Yeah, I don't know how that works. So I guess since it's a different country, I don't know. In 1983, he transferred back to the Soviet East Europe division in DC, and he had access to all plans and operations against the KGB and GRU. So (laughs) just Uh getting more. This is like a story of failing up, I think. It really is. Really? (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) but he separated with his wife, Nancy. And finally disclosed his relationship with Rosario. He settled on a three and a half year monthly allowance and to pay off all of his and Nancy's debts, which was like approximately a $46,000 divorce settlement. Wow. In 1983? In 1983. And he claims that he thought it would bankrupt him, which is what made him consider spying for the Soviets. Hmm. So he reached out to the Soviets. They didn't even like, as you do, they didn't even like come a knock in. He was like, let's see. Are you looking for any spice? <laughs> Literally, he's like, let's see if they want what I'm selling. He sent a you up right. text to the Soviets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this like straight up mediocre GS7, like performance shit review guy was like, hey, Soviet Union, you want you want what I got? I yeah. can give you the goods. Yes. Hey, Dmitrievich. Or no, hey, Sergi. That says, hey, Sergi, you up? <laughs> So he reached out to them in April of 1985 and gave them what he would say was essentially of no value kind of information, but it did establish him as a CIA insider. And he asked for $50,000 and they were like, sure, here you go. And he was like, that's all I was going to do. But then of course, that's really easy money. And like, why not keep going? Also, I think they might kill you if you try to defect. I think that's the whole thing. So he identified more than 10 top level CIA and FBI sources who were reporting on Soviet activities. And all of a sudden, the CIA's network of Soviet bloc agents began disappearing at a very insane rate. And they realized that something was wrong, but the CIA did not even want to like fathom that they could have a mole. And instead they started focusing on possibly being breached by like having the offices bugged or some kind of broken code somewhere. American nationalism, it could never be one of us. Right? But also like how stupid for the Soviets to be like, oh, these 10 people kill them all right now, like all at the same time. So anyway, Aldrich continued to regularly meet with his handler and he received twenty to $50,000 every time they sat down together. So like, let's grab lunch, $20,000. I mean, this is a good gig. Yeah. He would have killed it on OnlyFans, I think. Absolutely. Like that's what this is. <sighs> Still could, Aldrich. Still that. could. Yeah. So he, by the end of all of it, would have received $4.6 million. Wow in 80s money i'm looking it up now stacy's got it here we go did any of that trickle down ronald reagan right 
It kind of did when he was there. We can talk about that when he was arrested. Oh, when they seized it. Yeah. And they seized all yep. the money and it goes to victim relief fund. Oh, so that's something. It was like half a million. How much? It would be 14, over 14, almost $15 million now. Wow. Okay. Like not for nothing, but like, I'd think about it. You know, I wouldn't even think about it. I would absolutely do it. Treason for $15 million. You bet. (laughs) And to the NSA officers who just tuned in, (laughs) you bet. Yeah. Hit me up. Hit me up. (laughs) God. I got loans. And you didn't forgive them. <laughs> Student loans, man. Forget so, that shit, and I won't have to go SBI. And I won't have to give. Yeah, this was on you guys. <laughs> this is on you. That's because you didn't forgive my loans, Amy Coney Barrett. God. Aldrich did raise concerns that he would become a suspect. So the Soviets fed information to an informant that the mole was stationed at Warrington Training Center, which I guess is like a secret CIA communications facility. So they launched an investigation that would last almost a full year and came up with 10 suspects from this camp. But the lead investigator- Gideon would never. Gideon would never. But he might say this. So the lead investigator said, there are so many problem personalities that no one stands out. Incredible. It was like- they're all this is capable a hostile of work environment. <laughs> yes. So in 1986, Aldrich Ames is stationed to Rome. His performance reviews come in mediocre to poor with problematic drinking. Well, when in Rome. All right. Then in 1990, uh, he was assigned to the CIA's counterintelligence center analysis group, which he was again provided with extremely sensitive data including information on American double agents. Gasp. And he would be there for a year. And while he was back in D.C., he communicated with the KGB primarily through dead drops. And he would leave info. That's like when you see in the movies and they leave something under a bench and then leave a coffee cup on top and leave. And then someone comes up and grabs it and throws away the cup. That's a dead drop is when you're leaving packages. Okay, thank you for explaining because my brain went to voguing where someone did like a death drop. Death drop, Here's your information. Bam! Yes. There's your information. That's it. Uh, So those are the dead drops. I'm actually only going to see it that way now. I don't like (laughs) (laughs) just a bunch of men in suits being like, Uh well, because I am picturing that his handler is Margot Martindale. Yeah. (laughs) When I was reading all of this, it was that Margot Martindale was the one picking up the information. So now I'm picturing Margot Martindale doing death drops. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. It's amazing, right? (laughs) Uh, Acclaimed character actress Margot Martindale could do it. Absolutely. Better than most. Clearly. Better than all, yeah. I think. Did I see Cocaine Bear? No. Great Maybe her best movie. work. Oh my god, she's in it? Oh, boy is she. <laughs> so he, in, the, in these dead drops, he would leave information and they would leave money and instructions. So that's fun. Imagine finding one of those. Like you just happen to find a, Bruno's the a coffee cup. Well, full just of like money an and envelope min- full of fucking money. What are you just picking right, up that? Like, I wish I could say that I would like be a good citizen and return it, but no, I'm going to keep Absolutely it. If not. I find random money in an envelope on a bench, I'm fucking keeping that shit. Absolutely. Sorry, CIA. Oh God, I would go straight to the cops. No. That's so much money. Think about if you lost that much money. No. That's would, on me then. And I'd also make sure to deposit whatever the amount is in increments of less than $10,000. Yeah, $10, I'm going to be so more careful. Not give, I don't have to have it taxed. I'm sorry. I'm a good person, you guys. Mm -mm. 
For who? Oh my no. Myself. For the government? I don't know. The man, Veronica? What have they uh, done for you? Exactly. Wow. Patriarchy mm-hmm. can suck it. Wow. Man. <laughs> um, a defector of Me? the Soviet Union, yeah, you, has been quoted in saying that the significance of Ames was huge. The Soviets were impressed with the quality and quantity of secrets that he had delivered. Oh, so they're not giving him satisfactory reviews. No, they're giving him... Exceeds expectations. Exceeds expectations. So then in 1986, the CIA assembled a team to investigate the leaks, finally. And by the 19, by 1990, they knew there was a mole. It took them four years to figure out there was a mole. Four years. And they have been criticized in the slow movement of this. Mm. But a fellow employee reported Ames for living well beyond the means of a CIA officer of his level. And a contact in Bogota also reported that his then wife, Rosario's parents, were much better off than they were because they were living truly in poverty. And now they were like middle class. Rolling in it. Come on. Yeah. Wash your money. Literally be better. Watch Ozark. Yes. Easy. So in 1986 and again in 1991, Aldrich would pass two polygraph tests. Wow. Finally, they laser focused on him when he had his teeth capped, began wearing tailor-made suits, <laughs> bought a house in cash, bought a Jaguar, remodeled and redecorated his house, and had premium credit cards, all with minimum monthly payments that exceeded his monthly salary. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, maybe him. Maybe it's him. My God. I mean, if you're gonna do it, like Stacy's like ball, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, like ball hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think about oh god, who's who's the major drug king? One of the major drug kingpins in Mexico. What's his name? In Mexico or like Pablo Escobar from? That's what I meant, Pablo Escobar. Oh. The same thing. Um, <laughs> like, have, you, have you ever seen a picture of that man? He drove yeah. a busted ass truck. He drove. He like wore normal ass clothes. Like, well, if in you're Columbia, gonna do it, he had he had much better like quality of well, life yeah. because they were scared of him. Like, yeah. Pablo yeah, 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 exactly. If you're in Medellin, you know who Pablo Escobar is. Yeah, you're not. You're not I coming mean, after him. His house was nice. Oh, his eventual it. prison at his home was yeah. lovely. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he was. Well, yeah, but Pablo Escobar was probably not satisfactory performance and a drunk. Yeah, guy. he didn't feel like he had to live a certain way. But also, his wife Rosario was like a big spender and would also like racked up their phone bill to like four hundred dollars a month again in the eighties because she was just calling Colombia nonstop, calling Colombia. She had to talk to her bored. friends. So, and his like monthly salary was like $500 a month. So they were like, what's happening over here? Don't work for the government, kids. Yeah. My God. So, truly. So an intensive investigation into Ames began March 1993. And from November of 93 to February of 94, he was under 24-hour physical surveillance. So people were tailing him at all times. And he scheduled a bunch of stuff for work like all over the world, one of which was a conference in Moscow. And so the FBI was like, we got to pick him up before he leaves because he's probably not going to come back. So they arrested him on February 21st, 1994. He ended up 
pleading guilty to all of this. And his wife was also arrested. They were both charged with spying for the Soviet Union and Russia. He pled guilty and he received life imprisonment. And in his plea deal, he ensured that his wife would only receive a five-year sentence for tax evasion and conspiracy to commit espionage. So ultimately, all of the information that he passed to the Soviets led to at least a 100 American intelligent operations being compromised and to the execution of at least 10 people Oof. who were all informing against the Soviets for the United States. And Alfie, uh, Alfie, no. There's a bunch of books on him. He's the inspiration for a lot of spy thrillers. If you guys watch spy thrillers, mm-hmm. that's kind of the mole archetype is Aldrich Ames. I feel like though in all the spy thrillers that I watch, they're so much smarter. He sounds dumb. Right? They all kind of sound dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but what really interested me too was I was looking into a little bit of like when he was doing the polygraph tests Mm -hmm. for them, he passed them all. Yeah. Well, one of them they did mark as like problems. Cause again, like we've talked about polygraph, it's not admissible in court. Unreliable. And they're very dependent on the person giving the test because they're also the ones rating it. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things he said was like, just buddy up to the guy giving the test he's like make them like you they're the ones who are going to interpret the data and so even though he maybe didn't pass one like there was too many things to flag that's the thing too it's like how many things are too many things to flag right basically he just said like confidence and a friendly rapport with the guy will get you a long ways sorry we're not trying to teach you how to pass a polygraph test but there you go but we are trying to keep you out of prison absolutely But also, like, if you do watch The Americans, they talk about the polygraph. Mm -hmm. And there's whole training courses that they all go through to not... Keeping your breath even. Yeah, to be able to pass them. And they'll teach their... If they're handling someone who's about to see what they'll teach them how to do it to make sure they don't get caught. And that's what the Soviets told them. They're like, just breathe. Just breathe. And you'll be fine. Before you answer every question, one breath out. Take a breath. You'll be fine. And he was. He pat like because I think the first one was like sus, and then the second one was like solid. Wow. Okay, I have an idea. Okay. Ask me a question. (laughs) I'm gonna see. You have to guess if I'm lying or not. Go. You're lying. No, you have to ask me the question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm ready. God, I'd have to be interested in your life. Let's see. What are questions people ask? Um. Are you 30? Is it a yes or no question or just any question? It could be any question. How old are you? I'm 32. (laughs) First of all, you took too long to answer that. So long. It was like, I didn't know how old you were. were I'm 32. I'm not 32. I answered it myself now. I lied. God. It, I'm 36, it, everyone. It looked like you were doing the math in your head. <laughs> well, I do have to count because I forget often how old I am. No problem. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. Good. Because the other day I had a panic attack about the fact that I might have dementia, but I don't. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. moving you're on. You're too young for dementia. No, you can get early onset dementia. Did you yeah, know but, that? Yeah, but that's usually genetic. That's fair. Good point. Okay, thank you for calming my nerves. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Don't go on WebMD, guys. Never. 
Anyway, that's our case. That's it. That's all of it. Man, I feel uh, maybe I'm being too judgmental of everybody involved, but I feel like we're giving Alfred Ames too much credit. Aldrich. Sure. Too much credit that he's like too smart when he sounds really dumb and he got away with a lot of stuff. He, like you said, failed upward. He really did. He is the Over and over again. Like the quintessential white man story. Yeah. Yeah. Two wives, no effort. Like <laughs> drunk all the time, yeah. and they're just like, I guess, just like put him somewhere else. It's like, yeah, fire him, get yeah. him out of there. Yeah, I don't back get to clerical it. work for him. Yeah, put him I, in like, an office. Okay, did you guys think too, like when you were a kid? Maybe not you both, because you have a different experience. But like, like that the CIA was this big tough thing, and it was so secretive and so hard to get into, and you had to do all of these things, blah, 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 blah. But, like, it seems like anybody and their mom could just walk in and get a job, and then become a spy. Okay, so I looked into the, I looked into the CIA as a career mm-hmm. possibility because my grandfather was in the CIA, my uncle was as well. Damn. But it's much easier if you're grandfathered in in that way. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. That's why he had an easy job. Yeah, yeah so you sure. get passed straight through. It's like fraternity sorority, you get passed through the first pass just on lineage alone. Um, right. Yeah. So that yeah. is how he got his foot in the door. I don't think he would have otherwise. He really did fall say, into it. Yeah. And then I think once mm-hmm. you go through their training, it's like they've put so much effort and resources into you. And again, yeah. like you were saying, Megan, the whole hoorah American can't be one of us kind of things. But this was him and the three other spies. It was one thing that they did come under scrutiny for. I'm sure things have changed. Obviously, we would never know what, if anything. It's not like the FBI who is more transparent about what they changed after like Ruby Ridge Waco. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um But yeah, I know that the CIA director at the time, because everyone wanted a lot of people to be like fired. They're like, there yeah. are four spies. Like people should be and getting fired. it took four fired. years for their yeah. intensive investigation. Like, yeah. What? And he was like, we're, you know, changing how we do things, but I'm not a heads will roll kind of a guy, which I think is like, that's the boss you do want in those situations. Yeah. But after so much pressure, he ended up resigning. I think mm. it was Wolseley was the director at the time. But yeah, Who's I mean, the I'm sure. director? I don't, I'll look. I don't know. I don't know. I'll look. I, don't I have know. one job. I didn't look at current CIA stuff. No. Oh, William J. Burns is the current CIA director. Burns. And I'm fine never knowing who the directors are. You know what I mean? Like, there's don't care. not a reason why we should know. I think during the, we knew too much about who was in charge of the FBI during the pandemic and that presidency. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, too much. We don't need to know that much. I think the less we know, the better off we are. Yeah. Apparently. It's usually a sign that oh, things are yeah, running smoothly. Less- yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Hmm. Especially because we had like three FBI directors in the span of a year. I felt yeah, like. he kept rotating yeah, yeah. Which I felt like a, a kid in a hotly contested divorce. Yeah. I don't know what's happening or who the new boyfriend is. He is the first CIA director to be sworn in as a career diplomat. Or he's the first career diplomat to serve as director. Oh. Burns? I don't know what that oh. means. Uh, well, so... The, the Diplomat on Netflix starring Carrie Russell. Yeah, you can watch it. It's great. Prentice is going to come in as a kind of a diplomat. Her mom was a diplomat, but... Who's Prentice? Emily Prentice from Criminal Minds. Paget oh. Brewster. Paget Brewster. Okay, her. Her mother is a diplomat. And so you're with the... Stace, so will you look up which on agency it. they're with? Thank you. I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Who am I looking up? 
<laughs> the diplomats, what like offices they run out of. Okay. Like ambassadors and stuff, right? Yeah. The United States Department of State. The, yes, thank you. The State Department. State oh my Department. God. Oh my God. Okay. So the State Oof. Department. Uh, yes. Oh, so Megan, ooh, exactly. The State Department can actually, and it's what my, my uncle went on to work for. He's now teaches. But once you're in the State Department, you don't have to be a di- diplomat, but you do go places for diplomacy and you can sit in on like war council meetings, trying to like negotiate those yeah. kinds of terms for countries to make sure things aren't going to go haywire for the rest of the world. So there is a level of high secrecy, high classification and intelligence gathering that happens within the State Department. They're very secretive, actually much more like if someone were to tell you, yeah, I work for the CIA, it's because they are they're not so classified, like a non-official cover. They will never tell you who they work for, what they do. They will have a yeah. complete backstory. They, they're they can only tell you know. once they're out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An official cover, they're working for the CIA. They're somewhere like, you know, Germany and working there and going to meetings and whatever. People know who they work for. The State Department, no one knows exactly what they do, where they're going, what it's for. The diplomats fall in that. So it would make sense for a diplomat to come in, especially in intelligence when the whole thing is to make relationships. If you have a really good run of different areas, especially important areas to intelligence, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But makes sense. Can I just say, like, I'm going to say something controversial. I would make a great person in one of those rooms. Because I'd be like, yo, guys, 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 chill, 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 chill. Everyone just take like a big deep breath. We're going to work through our differences. And I'd be able to like get people to a place like, you know, just put me in coach. I'm ready. Let me go sort out this thing between Russia and the Ukraine. I'm on it. I'm the opposite. I'm stir the pot. Um, I'll stir the pot. And then all of a sudden... Megan would be in the corner texting and be like, did you hear what Germany said about you, though? You hear what they said? <laughs> mm, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Amazing. So, okay. So, Stace, you'd be a good diplomat, you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd be a good spy, like non-official cover. Me. Give me a double life, babes. I can oh, something to do. And no one would believe it. I can't keep any secrets. I have no loyalties to this nation. Yeah, you can't be a spy. I what could you be, it. though? I could turn you. You could be my asset. Absolutely. I would I would be an informant or an asset pretty quickly. If there's money involved, absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm pretty high loyalty to like self-destructive levels. Yeah. Like I'll put Fair. people before myself. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the time. I am with my friends and my family, but not for the nation. I would. Join but I would because, <laughs> and I think I would actually make a really good non-official cover because I have no rosy glasses when it comes to that. I don't think America is the best country. I don't think I'm I think like. It's weird to want a label that is best country. Do you get a trophy? So weird. It's like I know how the sausage is made. Yeah. And at the end, it's like the character Gina in the episode, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I am not confused about what I do or what our country does." Yeah. And she was like, "And I made peace with that a long time ago." And I'm like, "Yeah, girl, that's literally that's." That's what I would do. What are you doing, Stacey? Uh, I <laughs> I was looking at myself. <laughs> I have this little... I was just moving my face back to see what it looked like if I got a lower face. <laughs> Respect. I got distracted. I was like, I just, move, skin. just move your camera angle up and brighten some lights. Not up like... The, I mean, move the whole camera up and angle down. That was my fault. She's giving herself a downward angle, the least flattering. Okay. Now look. There you go. There, there you she go. is. Cute. I'll fix that later. Anyway, um, 
Megan, do you have any <laughs> anything coming up? <laughs> any projects you're working on or anything? What are you up none to? That I can, none that I can discuss because there's... Because she's in the CIA, sense, right? I said it. I'm Boom. in the CIA. I can't tell you. Classified. <laughs> it's, comp- it's classified. Classified. Can't also, tell. though, fun fact is you see the CIA ruse that I work for the CIA. So that's why I lied to you ruse in a lot of serial killers and con men. Oh, because people don't know about the CIA, which really they should be saying I'm in the State Department. Yeah. Or the NSA. NSA Although the NSA yeah. is mostly technical now. It's all just the nerds. I always use I signed an NDA. <laughs> nice. I can't talk about that. Nice. My I'm so sorry. I actually can't tell you because I signed an NDA. <laughs> what is this gap, gap on your on resume? Your resume? <laughs> I signed an NDA. I signed an NDA. That's brilliant. Use it. I love that. <laughs> it's good. I just have this. Yeah, Megan, do you have anything to plug? Mm, I signed an NDA. I signed an NDA. I use this on my resume. So people are like, oh, were you really not working this whole time? And I'm like, no, I was producing a podcast. Here's what it's there called. There you go. <laughs> I was writing the great American novel. Yeah. <laughs> It's called Betrayal, the story of Elder Games. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. It's yeah, a cool cover. Yeah. It's a good one, right? She's except I don't like that she's like crying blood. Oh, that's intense. Or something. Yeah. This is too much. It's too much. It's a lot. It's like, no, thank you. I'm gonna need a palate cleanser after this, which is watching Taylor Swift. I was gonna say the Americans. Oh that's what you got coming up. Yeah. All that's right. it. For those of you listening, right. that's the that's the timeline of when we're recording this. Yes, we're recording really early because I'm going to get on a boat and be, be on a cruise for like three weeks. So I have to get them done to edit, to schedule for all of you listeners who for are listeners. tuning in so that we don't miss any episodes. She's so, so proactive. Early. And everyone's really stressed out by my schedule. But here we are. <laughs> Listen, we work through it. And um, thank you. I know. You gotta thank see. you for coming on, Megan. Yeah, May. Anytime. Thank you. I'm, we'll be back with you next season for sure we'll get you back on would love and now i gotta um, watch more episodes i mean at least one a season yeah and i would like to have if you can schedule it not l yeah you won't get another l you won't get unless you're like in the first three which you're not for next season i already know that yeah all right megan well we'll let you get on to your to to your american teen princess couldn't be more excited show Yep. Concert is what they call mm-hmm. those. There it they is. They call them concerts. Yeah. I go out a lot and I, I have a very active <laughs> social life. Her calendar is stacked. <laughs> I know all about <laughs> concerts and live shows. Uh, oh. oh my gosh. I think okay, the next, next one we're seeing is Hosier in November. <gasps> yeah. I'm excited. Oh my God. I'm going to another one next week. Oh my God. I hate you so much. That sounds so exhausting. It's, yeah. Taylor Swift, Maggie Rogers, Muna in October. Oh, I love Maggie Rogers. You're saying a lot of words i don't understand well that would be the hetero proof <laughs> proof you know who maggie rogers is you don't listen to muna you're not gay yeah i have no idea uh-huh. who those people are yeah well all right well everyone like subscribe download rate follow us unless you don't like um, it then don't rate keep it to yourself if keep you don't yourself. have anything yeah. nice to say don't say anything at all if you have helpful things to say not about Tell. my editing techniques just message in the instagram Sick of these fucking edit bros. And yeah, we'll see you next week for another episode of Criminal Giants. Woo!